Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Welcome, my buddy. It's Josh, your host, and welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. This is the next week tonight episode I do weekly. Comes out Fridays, typically, or rather Thursday night, early Friday, which means I am doing week five before the week four games are even played. That's why it's next week tonight. Now, what does that mean? That means I am going to be covering players that you should be adding before the week four games so you can get them before everyone else wants to. I'm going to be talking about players you can pick up for free now in case you need them for streaming options in week five. We do have bye weeks coming up. The Packers and the Lions are on bye in week five. And of course, as we all found out recently, apparently... The Steelers and the Titans are also on by, but for week four. So that's a surprise. So much for my excellent James Washington uh, pickup and streaming option from last week. That's all right. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we'll find some other options. It's a little rough in my one of my tight end leagues, my two tight end leagues. I discovered this morning that... I have Johnny Smith and Eric Ebron as my tight end two and three. So uh, let's go, Adam Trotman. Yeah, let's go. You can do this, right? Yeah. I think Jared Cook was a little beat up, so hey, that could work. Why not? I should, I should, hey, give me a second. I need to add him on here, actually. All right, though, um, I I do want to get a little bit serious real quick before we dive into it, and then I'm going to keep it pretty quick, pretty short this week. Uh, I know that I didn't really get to talk about it much uh, last week. I didn't really bring it up, but uh, we did lose a member of the fantasy football community, at least on on Twitter, if you're aware of James Catullus, James the Brain, and... uh, I didn't really dive into it last week, like I said, but between that and then uh, just learning the other day about some death in uh, my extended family and and also the, the wife of an old friend suddenly, uh, just just wanted to remind everyone out there to just make sure you're loving your loved ones, um, treat them like your loved ones, not your least loved ones. And, uh, yeah, just keep things in perspective and be thankful for what you have. That's all. I just want to share a little bit of that. You can know where I'm coming from. And, uh, like I said, been having a lot of not football on my mind lately. But I've got some picks here. I still go through my process. And so we are going to make this happen. But before we do... I do want to share about one thing. I started it up. I opened it up on Sunday morning. Probably not the best time to do it. I was hoping, I was hoping people would jump in for start sits, but I am opening up the Fusion Fantasy Football Discord server. Basically, it's just this chat room on steroids. It also has voice chat rooms. You can hop in there, talk with people. You can post your sit start or trade give advice, get advice, just talk. Uh, I even created a channel uh, 
uh, during Thursday night here for just a watch party. People wanted to jump in there. So look, it's just a fun place to hang out, talk fantasy football, uh, get a little weary of Twitter sometimes, just the format and so on. I have some fun groups, chats on there, and a lot of those same people already have joined. But if you listen to this and you haven't seen me post it somewhere, um, my bad. Hey, I'm trying. I'll get it out there. But now you're hearing about it, so no excuses. Go ahead and join. I'm going to get the, the, the link here in the podcast, the episode description. So jump in, hang out there. Uh, it's still pretty tight-knit, small group, trying to build it. I, I don't think it's going to get huge. I wouldn't say I'd complain if it got huge, but I don't think it will, and that's okay. That'll That'll be good. Also, I've mentioned it before, but if you're into DFS, if you are getting a little bit tired these days of your in-season leagues, maybe some of them are not doing well, or maybe you just want something different, go ahead and check out the Thrive Fantasy app. There's also the website, Thrive Fantasy. We have a partnership with them. I have a code, FusionFFB. If you sign up with that promo code, and you deposit $20 or more, you're going to get an extra matched bonus of $20. So that's nice. What is Thrive? It's actually pretty cool. You set a lineup just like any of these other DFS uh, sites, and you you know submit that lineup into a contest. But here's the thing. The lineup isn't a lineup of players. It's a lineup of prop bets. So they have a selection of prop bets for you to pick from each week, depending on you know how the probabilities of the prop bet, how risky it is, it'll give more points than say one that's pretty bland, pretty maybe a little more easy to predict. That's how they do it. You get points for the ones you get right. So if you go out on a whole bunch of limbs and get them all right, you get a lot of points. But it's prop bets, not individual players. Of course, the prop bets are about players, but it's not based on the points they score like typical fantasy. So it's a little bit of a, an overlap between typical uh, typical betting, fantasy football, gambling betting, and typical fantasy football point scoring. It's a nice blend of the two. Go ahead and check it out. Thrive Fantasy. Use the code Fusion. FFB, just like always, we keep it simple. Let's go. Welcome to next week tonight. Like I said, we got bye weeks. It's here. This is when next week tonight really kicks in. Now, we had a lot of wins over the first four weeks already. A lot of wins. Even just this past week, I mean, I was saying go ahead and get guys like Scott Miller, even though everyone had dropped him again the week before because everyone decided he was terrible, even though he could have had easily two touchdowns in that game. All right, so just think little things like that. I'm not going to I'm not gonna go over them all. I'll probably, I didn't mention this earlier, I meant to. There's not going to be a video this week just kind of running out of time here but look I think if you stick with us keep 
hitting on these names. What I haven't probably done a great job of is identifying exactly, maybe I guess organizing the picks in such a way that you knew which ones uh, had more confidence from me, which ones were maybe deeper league ads, that kind of thing. I mean, let's for example, for example, all right, a couple weeks ago I said you could start as a tight end streamer, uh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, great. It turned out fantastic. I also was talking about Irv Smith. Not so fantastic at all. Not at all. If you asked me which one ahead of time before the week started, which of these do I have more confidence in, I would have said Jimmy Graham. And I should have indicated that somehow in my podcast or in the presentation. And so that's something I think I, I need definitely need to get better at is being a little more clear about the priorities and my confidence on these picks. Some of them are absolute dice rolls, but they're just dice rolls I like and that I'm taking myself and I want to share it. But other ones are ones that I'm saying I really believe are going to get to you some points, even if it's not a long-term thing, you know, at least that week, depending on whether it's an ad or a stream. So those are the kind of things I got to do a little bit better on. So I'm trying to break it down here for you. So we're going to talk about week five ads. And I'm going to name, I always say I have a variety of shallow or deep league names. Instead of having them just scattered and you have to figure it out, I'm going to try to organize it a bit here. So here's some players that are must ads before week four. I don't know why they wouldn't be owned in your shallow league even, but they should be owned. The first is Gabriel Davis, wide receiver for the Bills. If John Brown is still out, this offense is passing the ball. They are throwing the ball. This isn't a rush. This isn't a rushing offense. Even Josh Allen isn't rushing. All right, so Gabriel Davis should be owned. He was already the wide receiver three there, and he's the two if John Brown is out. Next, I have Justin Watson. This is kind of an injury thing, but if he, look, Godwin's going to be out a couple weeks, okay? And now Scotty Miller is maybe a little tweaked. So look, we already had Scotty Miller. Just insert Justin Watson instead of Scotty Miller, basically. And there you go. Should definitely be owned. He could easily be the team's wide receiver two going into this week if Godwin and Miller are both not playing. Running back Cam Akers for the Rams. I know Henderson has looked all right this week, last couple weeks, but if you dig a little deeper, he's not still playing the snaps you'd like to see. I just look, Cam Akers can come back if he's healthy, really compete. And I could see him in a week or two taking over that role that Henderson was playing. And as the season progresses, possibly even taking over more than that. He's just worth an add given his value to that team, what they paid for him. He's just a definite stash. That's all I'm trying to say. Next, we're going to step it down. These are Those were must-adds. These are should-adds. Damian Harris running back for the Patriots. He's coming back. Actually, I think he even technically was just taken off of IR, even if it doesn't show it on your platforms. I think I saw 
sleeper somewhere. It was still showing his IR, but he is coming off. He is uh, approved to play, to practice at least. So Damian Harris, he's going to come back. He's going to have a chance to actually compete with Sonny Michel. Will he compete and win out? I don't know. But I'm just saying if he did, it's going to be worth it to add him. So stash him and wait and see how he competes. That's all. Maybe you should add Tyler Johnson. So this is a deep stash kind of thing. So Tyler Johnson, also Tampa Bay. Again, this is basically Tyler Johnson can be the Scotty Miller. Okay, right. So if Justin Watson is stepping in to be the the Chris Godwin, then someone has to step in to be the Scotty Miller, and it could be Tyler Johnson. Simple as that. Chase Claypool for the wide receiver, wide receiver-ish tight end, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's definitely a wide receiver, but he's a big one, and uh, he did have a he he did break a play last week. Uh, th- this is. You know, maybe this should be a streamer, I guess, for week five. He plays Philadelphia week five. Not, He's not playing this week, obviously, because his game with the Titans is delayed. And so you probably could wait on this one, uh, but it would just be an easy one to slip in right before the games here and have him for next week ready to go, In ca- especially in case there's still more injuries are continuing among the Steelers team, right? Just like I was pushing James Washington, same idea. Let's move on to streamers, quarterbacks. Like Daniel Jones versus the Cowboys, it's a risky one, but it's quite possible that he's been dropped in a bunch of your leagues, especially after this week when they play the 49ers. So even if he's not available now, he might end up getting dropped next Tuesday, Wednesday, and so you can scoop him up. He is playing the Cowboys. Cowboys give up a lot of points to the, the quarterback just because they, they've got to put up points. I'm a little more confident in this one. It's Teddy Bridgewater playing the Falcons in Week 5. So, look, look if you have Matthew Stafford or Aaron Rodgers, you're going to need a streamer. You're going to need a replacement. Don't wait. Teddy Bridgewater, fantastic option in week five. Running back, it gets pretty thin. But Duke Johnson is coming back possibly this week, week four. And then week five, they play the Jags. And the Jags, they're giving up, I don't know, just average points to running backs. But they're giving up the fifth most running back receptions. So running backs that are involved in the passing game are getting beat up. And so that's where I think Duke Johnson could come into play. Not a lot, not a lot of options, especially even this year at running back. Uh, I'm sure we say that every year, but it does seem particularly bad for running backs. It's it's okay. I didn't. I said I was going to be quick, but a little bit of a detour. I find it hilarious that people are talking about how zero running back is like working, but. None of the running backs that are actually that are actually paying off right now are the running backs that were being drafted as zero running back options. Like no, no one was drafting James Robinson as a zero running back. People weren't drafting Rex Burkhead. People weren't. I mean, it's just it's just funny 
that the guys that people love to bring up, no one's, no one was drafting Miles Gaskin. If someone tells you that they were drafting Miles Gaskin in their zero running back team, they are a liar, right? No, they they were drafting the Brita and the Jordan Howards. Okay, those guys aren't doing anything. It's just funny. It, it, it's just funny that even the zero running back running backs aren't the running backs that the zero running back proponents were even drafting, which just goes to show you don't you, you can draft high running backs and still get these guys later with just some focused uh, fab bucks, right? I mean, I said right at the beginning of the season, go after James Robson, pay up. And then you, you pay it for Miles Gaskin when those comes up. When these options come up, you don't sit back and wait and see. You, I know a lot of people like to hold on to their fab to grab, you know, the big guy later. No, it already came and went. It was already there for you. Don't play scared. Go in and pay up. And then it can actually pay off. I mean, what's going to help you more? Miles Gaskin that you could have paid up for, or even James Robinson with $100 of your fab, just use it all. And then you've had him, you'll have him week after week after week. Or having to pay up, I don't know, most of it, 75% of it in week 10 on some guy that's going to give you two starts. Which is better? I don't know. You tell me. We'll, we'll find out. Mike Davis... And uh, we we don't know who. Freeman? Gallman? Deion Lewis? We don't even know who. I mean, it, it, with the Giants, I'm saying. Uh, it looks like Mike Davis is the best option. But look, I'm not going to be surprised if at any time Bonifon, Reggie Bonifon, takes over. In fact, th- that's who you need to add right here. We're going to go back. Should, who should you add? Reggie Bonifon, that's who you should add. Because do you really think Mike Davis is that good? No, Bonifon is pretty good too. Add Reggie Bonifon. But it's not going to mean anything when Christian McCaffrey comes back. Is the poor, that's the that's the problem here. All right. So streamers, Duke Johnson, good luck running back. <laughs> good luck at running back. Oh my goodness. All right. Wide receivers, a little bit easier here. Going with Justin Jefferson versus the Seahawks. I'm sure he's added. He has that big week, but don't feel, don't be afraid to actually play him if he's on your team. That's all I'm trying to say here. Playing against the Seahawks who give up the most in wide receiver points. And, and I'm sure they're going to again in week five here. I mean, sorry, in week four uh, when they're playing. Let's see, who are they playing? Yeah, playing the Dolphins. I think Preston Williams, Parker, these guys are going to have good games. And you know Fitz already was my streamer of the my my week four streamer when I came out with that podcast the week before. Actually, the week before that. So you, you can just keep playing Fitzpatrick. However, well, we'll get back to Fitzpatrick later. Sorry. I'm getting distracted by myself. David Moore on the flip side. Because the Seahawks are playing the Vikings. David Moore is the third wide receiver three playing the Vikings who give up the fourth most points for wide receivers right there back to back. I like those two guys. And uh, a little deeper, 
Demir Bird of the Patriots, and they're playing the Broncos week five, fifth of most points to wide receivers, and it looks like Bird has kind of carved out that wide receiver three role, uh, a little bit of possession receiver, a little bit of outside, just a lot. Very interesting usage in the games that Cam Newton decides he's going to throw and not just run. He seems to like to use Demir Bird. And I didn't really even think about it, but I didn't connect these dots. And I feel kind of silly, but Demir Bird played with Cam Newton. I I don't know if anyone's mentioned this to you. I knew it. I just did not connect the dots because the Patriots actually signed Amir Bird in the offseason before they signed Cam Newton. So when they brought him in, I wasn't even thinking about it. But Bird was an undrafted free agent rookie in 2015 and kind of one of these guys with a lot of high potential. He just didn't really do much, but a lot of people really liked him as kind of a sleeper, undrafted guy. But he just didn't really, he didn't really hit with the Panthers. And so this guy is not a bad player. He he has some real, really, really good things about him. And so, uh, and then plus that familiarity, that history, having already played with Cam Newton a little bit at least. Um, I, I like him as being the wide receiver th- three here with the Patriots. Uh, I never thought that was going to be the case. But now that I'm thinking back, it makes sense. Plus, if if Harry or Edelman go out at any point, I think he's going to see some real solid volume there. Okay, so go ahead. He should be, and, and I would actually play him against the Broncos here. Tight end, streamers. Jordan Akins for the third week. He's still like 12% owned in Yahoo leagues or something. It's ridiculous. Playing the Jaguars week five. They give up the fifth most points for tight ends. Simple as that. Gerald Everett of the Rams. They're playing the footballs. The Washington football team who gives up the sixth most point to tight end. I think he's a talented tight end. Will Higby maybe just go off? It's possible. But I just think it's a good matchup. So maybe Everett's able to take advantage. Defenses. It's a pretty rough week for defenses, but I got a sneaky one for you. It flies in the face a little bit of my quarterback Daniel Jones pick, but it could easily go the other way. And the Cowboys playing at home against the Giants and a shaken up Daniel Jones. And the Giants and Daniel Jones give up the fourth most points to the defense they're playing against. So Cowboys DST. It's not a de- it's not a defense special teams that usually think about owning and playing, so there's a real good chance they're available. Trades. Let's talk about the Jets because they just lost. And it wasn't pretty. And look, Gase could be fired before you even get a chance to listen to this podcast, okay? Some of these late night you know, meetings that you hear about after the fact at like 3 3 a.m. with the owners talking with Gase. I don't know. I don't know. But just just think for a moment. Just think for a moment. If he is fired, what's the effect? Well, someone else is going to have to come in. There's going to be some upheaval. Maybe they're not as good, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're not Gase. 
And that's all it really takes. So who could profit the most from a gaseless Jets offense? Oh, I don't know. Maybe Le'Veon Bell, who's coming back from injury right now? Yes. Yes, I'll do that. Oh, maybe a Chris Herndon, who honestly did not look great in this game, but maybe he actually gets the usage he should get. Yeah. Uh, even possibly Sam Darnold. Maybe this is a tr- maybe this is a dynasty mood, but the dynasty move is risky because if the Jets have a high pick, you know they're going to be tempted to take a quarterback. So uh, unless unless Darnold really shows out, but he is a possibility for cheap, and I think a lot of these Jets are going to be cheap. Crowder's the only one that's not going to be cheap. But there's some other options out there, even on that team. Braxton Berrios, not the worst option, at least in a dynasty league. Just keep your options open. Don't reject the idea just because of the Jets. That's all. Uh, We just talked about a little bit ago, Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick. Look, get ready to sell him. If you're in, particularly if you're in a super flex league, find that team that needs one. And sell them Ryan Fitzpatrick. The the schedule doesn't isn't quite as juicy as we go forward. And as they lose more games, there's more and more chance of Tua coming in to play some games. You know they want to see him this season. So Fitzpatrick's not playing full season. I'm pretty sure. So go ahead and maybe try to sell after a big week four against Seattle. Okay. That's the moves. All right, guys, that's it. Still, let's see, under 30. I got a little bit of time then. Got a little bit of time. That's it for next week tonight. So enjoy. Go pick up some guys. Go back through, see some of the other, uh, the other ads and the other trades I had maybe last week. Some of those are still possible. Gibson, you still might be able to get. You might be able to trade away. Um, I mean, you might be able to trade for Mixon. You might be able to trade away Montgomery. I do think Montgomery's probably hold now with the injury to Cohen. And he does have a juicy schedule coming up in a couple weeks, it starts. So, yeah, I'd do that. Also, Kenny and Drake, don't buy him. No, no, that, that it was terrible. I'm sorry. Don't buy him. I, I already said this. I already said if he can't do it versus the Lions or the Panthers, then there's no hope. So go make sure Chase Edmonds is owned, just like I said last week. And in a real super deep leagues, you may even be, need to be ready to stash Eno Benjamin. But uh, yeah, Drake is, is, no, it's not happening. It's just not. I'm going to circle around to uh, the running back topic. I talked, I touched on it a little bit when I was laughing at the zero running back guys and how none of the running backs that are zero running backs that are doing well right now are actually running backs to zero running back people were drafting as zero running backs because, of course, that's how zero running back works. I it's on the topic of running back. Running backs don't matter. When, when people hear that, some people get a little bit triggered. I want to clarify what that means because 
it's obviously uh it's obviously a hyperbolic statement that is that is meant to highlight it's meant to accentuate the points it's not meant to be an absolute rule i mean when people say zero running back we all know what that means it doesn't mean your team literally has zero running backs so when you say oh i think you should go zero running back someone can't come back to you later in the argument and say yeah well you said zero running backs why do you have running backs you said zero because that's not what zero running back means, guys, of course. So when I say running backs don't matter, and then I make an argument about one running back being better than the other, or this or that, or or they're only matter because it's in the passing game, you don't get to come back and say, yeah, but you said they don't matter. How else am I supposed to understand that? Oh, maybe you're supposed to understand it the way that the phrase is meant to be understood, just like zero running back is meant to be understood as not actually zero running backs. Okay, these are phrases that have meanings. And if you're in the conversation, if you look, if you just never heard the phrase and its proper usage before, I understand. I understand. So I'm going to try to explain it right here. I'm going to clarify my position on running backs don't matter. All right. It's very simple. Okay. Running backs don't matter to the NFL. So Leonard Fournette can be cut, discarded. It doesn't matter because they can always get a guy like James Robinson. And I'm not trying to discount uh, Fournette's abilities or even Jay Robinson's abilities. Not at all. We'll come back to those. I'm just saying there's a certain level of baseline replaceable uh, production that you can get out of most running backs in the rushing game, in the running game. What separates running backs, in the even in particularly, and we'll get to the, even more into this, but particularly in the NFL, in an NFL context, not fantasy, NFL context, it matters when a running back can get involved in the passing game. It's their rushing game. It's the rushing part of their game that is replaceable because lots of running backs can run the ball for 15, you know, attempts for four-ish, you know, give or take yards per carry. Lots of running backs can do that. But you're going to have to keep pulling them out and putting them in. You're going to have to, you know, it's it's the Sony Michelle problem, right? The, the reason one of these running backs adds value is not just what they're able to produce, but the fact that they're able to stay on and be a consistent option to stay on the field and be involved in that passing game or in the rushing game. And it's fine that the rushing that they're giving is just normal replaceable rushing. What matters is that they're able to stay out there and also be productive in the receiving game. It's those things combined. Also just availability if they're able to consistently stay healthy and be out there. These things are important to the NFL. That's what makes a running back more valuable than another running back. But the actual running part of their job is completely replaceable. And therefore, running backs don't matter.
running backs. Yes, one can be better than the other. But for the NFL's purposes, when it comes to winning games, look, when the when when the Jaguars cut Fournette, and then people were saying, "Oh, it's because they were they're tanking." Do they look like they're tanking, guys? I know they're losing games. We expected them to lose games, but they're also being more competitive and and actually winning some games. Is that? Did you think they were going to lose because they lost Fournette? Who cares? It's a running back. You don't lose or win games because of running backs rushing. You win or lose games because of quarterbacks, wide receivers, and plays that are made by the running backs. Now, what separates what separates running backs on the ground is there are some elite runners. Jonathan Taylor, we hope, will be one of these. Chubb's shown that. Chubb, Chubb, Nick Chubb has a propensity for having good games against defenses that are supposed to be good at stopping the run, right? He seems to be able to do this, and it's because he's a good running back, even on the ground. He's exceptional. So that that kind of matters for the NFL when you can have one of these guys who can break big, break big plays. That does, I think, does matter to the NFL. But as a whole, running backs don't matter. Again, it's a general statement, not an absolute. Now, the funny thing is, it's complete opposite for fantasy. And it drives me nuts when I see people try to come back at people about fantasy for their running backs don't matter position. Look, in fantasy football, running backs are all that matter. Not really, but it's much more close to being that, the opposite, than it is for the NFL. In fantasy, of course running backs matter, and of course running back skill matters. Absolutely. And also, just like I said before, running back involvement in the pass game matters a lot. A lot, a lot. So, look, when you hear running backs don't matter, just to understand the context, the, the purpose, the intention behind that phrase, and, and know that it's not meant as an absolute, that it's not meant to reflect on uh, how good they are in the passing game, because that does add, that that does make them matter. Just don't bite people's heads off and please don't try to apply it to fantasy football because that it it's not meant to it's not meant to that's that's not what it means it's not what it means guys all right thanks for listening to my ramblings i feel better you feel better go get some of these guys go get some of these players uh some of them they're they're gonna hit they're gonna hit even though i'm not even I don't even always see how it's going to happen, but I follow the process and then things fall into place. And next thing you know, Jimmy Graham is scoring two touchdowns and is the tight end one on the week. There you go. That happened. Join the Discord server. Come in. Ask, sit, start, trade questions, whatever, what have you. Hop in the chat room. Uh, if you see me or just hop in there and hang out and maybe someone else like me will see you in there and also jump in and say hello. All right. Thanks, guys. See you then on the Discord server. Have a good one until next time.